return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Here for a little bit of time here. We call this an hour power. We're just sharing here till our time. It's about 8 o'clock that we'll go to, but it's just a fun time to share the Word of God, and be together. Amen. God is so good. You know, so Pastor Jeannie's going to share. She's going to come in just a minute. But first, you know, I was reading in 1 Corinthians, and 1 Corinthians 12, you know, talks about all the things, of course, the body, body ministry and so forth. talks about apostles, prophets, teachers, workers of miracles. It says, do all have the gifts of healings, or do all prophesy in tongues or interpret? It says, but covet earnestly the best gifts. And then I like this statement. It says, yet I show unto you a more excellent way. So, uh, you know, we want to receive things from the Lord. We want to flow in the Holy Spirit. But the way, the way that we do that is through this relationship of love, that this connection, just like we we're singing, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here in this place, in these, these temples of, of the Lord. Amen. So 1 Corinthians 13 then. It goes into that right into this next thing. It says, I can speak with tongues as of men and of angels. If I have not love, I'm become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. So, so you could speak, of course, all the earthly languages, heavenly languages. Uh, and it says, yet I, I, I didn't express myself with love. My words would be reduced to the hollow sound of nothing more than a clanging cymbal. And, and so... Uh, uh, the whole key, the whole key in everything, if God is love, the Holy Spirit is love, Jesus is love, the whole, the whole key then is, is the focus is this relationship. So we pray in tongues all the time. We love praying in the Spirit. But it's a love language. It's a love language. If we're praying in the Holy Ghost, <clears throat> we're praying this perfect language to the Lord, and it's this love language. So many times I don't know how to pray as I should, but He knows everything. And so when we pray in tongues, there's this love uh, going on there. So, so uh, it's, not a, it's not like a badge to say, oh, we pray in tongues, you know, we're spirit-filled church. No, no, it's not like a badge. It's like, it's like we want to minister. The evident thing is we're ministering with the love of God. And it says, if I were to have the gift of prophecy with the profound understanding of God's hidden secrets... And if I possess unending supernatural power. Now, King James, you can go to that verse too. But it says, though I have the gift of prophecy, understand all mysteries and all knowledge. I have all faith so I could remove mountains and have not love. I'm nothing. So this is a pretty amazing thing. Uh, we've got two different the verses kind of separated there. But it goes like this. If I had the gift of prophecy and understood uh, all of God's hidden, hidden secrets. So just think about this. And if I had the greatest uh, faith that I could move mountains, but I never learned to love, which is pretty amazing. You know, I never learned to love. Now, the point of having knowledge or faith or all those things is the point is, is to bless people, right? The point isn't that we build a ministry. In the New Testament, it was never about building a ministry for yourself. It was always about promoting Jesus Christ. It was always about lifting up the Lord. 
And that's where this love comes in. So it's like, and even where love is, someone might get touched by the Lord. It's not a question of who gets the credit. <laughs> who gets the credit? Or did you get that on video? <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's all about that Jesus ministers to people. We learn to, uh, uh, we learn to love people. All right? So with our faith, with the power of God, with with the knowledge and so forth, gift of faith, all these things, we're learning to love people. We're using it to bless people. Amen? That's why he came. It's all about people. It's all about people. There's so much uh, in our society today, you know, we have, uh, you know, you have with technology of everything. So now we can have worship teams that come on the platform and the lights the lights are glittery and the smoke comes on the stage, you know. And it's basically all artificial, artificial presence. Someone said, someone said, well, the real anointing is, if you want to know something's really anointing, cut out the power and all they're left playing is a guitar. And is it anointed? <laughs> Take away all the other tinsel. Because you can make it sound so dramatic and powerful and so forth and the smoke is there. But the smoke, you know, is just an imitation of the glory cloud of God. And, and uh, there's no substitute for the glory cloud of God to have his presence, his presence. If I were so generous as to give away everything I owned, everything, feed the poor, offer my body as a martyr, without the pure motive of love, I would gain nothing. It's really, 1 Corinthians 13 is very, very profound in how how it speaks, you know, and, it's, and he's saying, I'm going to show you an extra, uh, the way, that, the more excellent way, the way I want you to go. And I want you to have this relationship. Yes, prophesy. Yes, have the faith to move mountains. Yes, believe for uh, things revealed and so forth. And yet the purpose is always to minister to people. That's the purpose. Galatians, uh, scripture in Galatians 5 or 6 has blessed me through the years. And it just says, you know, in Christ, circumcision runs, circumcision avails, uh, doesn't avail anything, but faith, which works, faith working through love. Faith works through love. I think when people came to Jesus, they were loved. He loved people. So, and people criticized Jesus because look at, he's hanging around with all these rubble rousers, you know, and the riffraff of the world and stuff. And yet they wanted to come around him because they felt loved. Faith works through love. Heidi Baker always just said, minister the one in front of you. So many people want to minister to the crowds. No, just minister the one in front of you. <laughs> just minister the one who's standing there who needs, at this point in time, your attention and your prayers. Well, crowds are nice, right? They're great. But, but Jesus ministered to people. And I think when the 4,000, the 5,000 men, not counting women and children, and they were there because of miracles, I think that just took a long time. And one, one of the references said three days. They'd been in him three days. So just ongoing healing service for three days. And I think they finally got through with it and so forth. And, and the disciples said, send them home. <laughs> I think they were hungry. Send them home. We're, we're done with this. And he said, no, no, let's feed them. Let's feed them. You know, he's just still thinking about what? He's still thinking about people. Still thinking. He just, just healed all the, who knows how many, probably hundreds, if not thousands. But he's still thinking about them. You know, 
as we've ministered in many places and in prayer lines and so forth, we always know we're going to pray a long time when they bring up a chair and set it up beside you and said, sit down. And then the people are going to come and we have an interpreter. So you know you're going to be there for a long time. And, and yet, when we're there, through an interpreter, you know, we always convey Jesus loves you. And people will look at us with eyes, hope, like, he loves me. It's like, yeah, he does. He loves you. He knows right where you're at. He knows your circumstances. And that, in the New Testament, of course, what he's talking about here, this ministry of love, then gets back just to him and us, how we're going to reach this world. And sometimes we can think, wow, boy, one at a time, that's kind of hard. But no, even through video here or there, sharing things and people hearing about the love of Jesus. Our God that we serve is different than any other God worshipped in the world. Every other God in the world is harsh, mean, puts people under bondage. And our God offers grace and forgiveness and liberty. Wow, it's just a whole different deal. Muslims are coming to the Lord in droves. Hindus are getting saved. People around the world, religious people, whatever, they're getting saved. And we're not going to hear that on the news, but it's happening, folks. It's, it's the last days. There's an end-time harvest happening, even as we sit here. As we sit here tonight, it's already morning in other places, all right? They're already about their day, you know. If we were in India right now, we'd already be up and it'd be daylight and hot. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's ha- the Holy Spirit is constantly moving. And we're with the Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, just close your eyes just for a minute. Just put up a hand and say, Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this love. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this love, your love, agape love, that with this love, we can flow in the supernatural. We can reach our world, people around us, Lord God, and be your vessels, vessels of honor, just to touch other people's lives. Thank you for this love, Lord God, that we can flow with it and reach people and love people as you love them. So we thank you for this tonight, Father, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. So Pastor Jeannie's going to come, and she's got a word that God gave her, you know, it's a good word and so forth. So let's welcome her all right as she comes. Hallelujah. What a great introduction. Love never fails. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Dave. Thank God for love. I love that it said faith works by love. So we have to sometimes ask ourselves, maybe every day, how full is our love tank? Do we need an infilling? Do we need to be replenished? Filled again with the Holy Spirit. It's an ongoing situation. Amen. So I'm grateful for the opportunity that a door opened that I can speak tonight and share some things that are really on my heart. And it all segues together. Jesus loves you. God is love, and he loves us unconditionally. How many are thankful for that tonight? He loves us unconditionally. He doesn't wake up one day and think, well, I don't love you as much as I did yesterday. No, he loves us, and his love never changes. Your love never fails, never gives up on me. Thank you, Lord. So we have to go to that filling station And I've had something on my heart now for, oh, probably several weeks, is I want to talk tonight about the closet. How many of you know what I'm talking about? 
the closet. Now, there's a place where we can go and we can get personal with our God. Jesus wants to be personal with each one of us. That is actually a word that changed my life when I was 19 years old. That one word, one word, personal. Isn't that amazing? One word can change your life. So when Brother Gordon Brown, I was 19 years old, searching and wondering and wandering, and he asked me on that cold December night, probably wasn't quite as cold as tonight, but he said, have you ever personally asked Jesus to come into your life? Well, I knew all about Jesus. I knew about God, and I knew about the Holy Spirit. But I knew I hadn't personally received him and asked him to come into my life and be my Lord. So I, my life changed that night, as many of you know, some however many decades ago that was. And, but it's all about a personal relationship. That's how we can love others, is because he loves us and that we can go into our closet and have that infilling. And it's a daily thing. So I would like you to pray with me. Thank you, Father. Jesus, we're so grateful. We're so thankful, Lord. You're here with us. Emmanuel, God is with us. Thank you, Lord, for the filling station that we get filled up when we gather together, but we get filled up when we go to our personal, private prayer closets. Thank you, Lord. You've given us intimate instruction on how to commune with you so that we can be filled up to be a blessing to others around the world. And we all pray in Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. Intimacy with Jesus. Intimacy with Jesus. It's a personal relationship. He's a personal God. He's a God who knows how many hairs are falling out today. He's a God who knows why we need to wear our caps tonight. Right, Marianne? It's a cold day outside, but God is acquainted with all of our ways. The Bible says in the Psalms, he knows when we stand up. He knows when we sit down. He knows when I speak a word before I even say it. He's so personal, and he loves each one of you. He doesn't love this person more than that person. No, he loves you. God loves you. And he's given us a pattern to go into a closet. He gave us instruction. Let's look at Matthew 6, 6. He gave us an instruction. The closet. We want to find a private place to meet with Jesus. Amen? When we find that private place, we're going to get that proceeding word that we need to go throughout the day. Jesus said, when you pray, that indicates there that there's a time set to pray. Amen? Everyone say amen. When you pray, it says go into your closet. Yes? There's intimacy there. Go into your closet. It might be a dining room table. It might be a lazy boy chair. It might be a literal closet. It might be an office. But it says, go into that closet. And what do you do? Shut the door. Come on now. Shut the door. What happens when you want to be alone with someone? You shut the door. Maybe you even lock the door, right? (laughs) So you close the door. You keep everything else out. Jesus said, go into your closets. And close the door. Let's close everything else out. Amen? Then it says pray. 
Can we all say that out loud? Pray. Pray, if it, pray. Prayer is as easy as breathing. It becomes as supernatural as our natural breath. Praying and communion, communing with a personal God, a God who is pure love. He doesn't have anything against you. You know, to anybody in the Facebook world, I'm just so grateful for high school friends that I've reconnected with through Facebook. But I just want to say to everyone here and there, God isn't mad at you. He's not a mad, angry God. God is love. And he's provided a way for us to have a relationship, that personal relationship with Jesus. Everything changes. Jesus changes everything. So he says, pray to your Father who is unseen. He's in that secret place. Hallelujah. Your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you openly. I can't tell you how many times over the last months I've gone to my closet and received a word from God. There you go. It's such a treasure. It's a lifesaver. You know, we every, don't we all need a word every day? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. We need, I need a proceeding word. That proceeding word is going to show me where to go. That proceeding word is going to tell me what to do. That proceeding word is going to lift anxiety. Come on. It's going to lift worries off of your life. It will bring you a peace and a calm and a staying power that makes us usable and available to love others. If we're all all so caught up in me and us for and no more, then we really can't go out and minister to others. But when Jesus has ministered to us, we've gone to that filling station and we're refilled with his love, we're filled up with his Holy Spirit, we can go out and we can operate in the gifts of the Spirit, words of wisdom, words of knowledge. So when we go into our closet, we want to shut the door And that closet is a place of intimacy. In his presence, you know the scripture, is fullness of, and at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. We go into that closet and we find joy. We go into that closet and there's pleasures forevermore. There's something so satisfying about experiencing the presence of the Lord. The one who's pure love. The one who had no sin. The one who broke the curse off of our lives. The one who heals our diseases. The one who breaks the chains of bondages. Amen. The one who breaks the chain of alcoholism and drug addiction. In Jesus' name. He breaks every chain. He breaks immorality. He helps us to live right. He helps us to do the right thing. Without him, I can do nothing. But with him, come on, say it with me. I can do. Do you believe what the Bible says tonight? By my God, I shall run through a troop. By my God, I will leap over a wall. We're serving the God of the breaking through. The breaker goes before you. Even tonight, as we hear the word of God spoken, the breaker goes before you. And he's moving obstacles out of your way. Come on, you're not going to, you're not going backwards. You're not, it's not time to sit. (laughs) It's time to go forward, move forward and possess the promised land. Thank you, Lord. We are earth shakers, and we are bringing people with us. We have a sphere of influence, and we're winning the loss at any cost. So in, his, in the closet, we find his presence. I want to tell you a few things. I learned something new about the closet. 
The closet is a sacred place. Shout amen. It's a place that is free of distractions. When we are in our closet, maybe your closet is your car. (laughs) Maybe your closet is your bed. God isn't picky, but he is He is a jealous God, and he wants to be with you. He wants personal time. He wants to whisper sweet nothings in your ear. He wants to instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. And in doing that, we have to shut out everything else. The door is closed. Amen. And we're with our Father. We're with our lover. The closet is quiet. The closet is private. We can meditate on the word. We can listen to his voice. How many of you wake up in the morning? You got a song in your heart. Your spirit is singing. Your, your spirit is saying some scripture that was from yesteryear. And it's, it's like, oh, Lord, that is so sweet to my soul. Thank you for speaking to me again, Lord. It's communion. It's a love relationship. We love because he first loved us. The closet is a place where we commune with the Lord. There is no intimacy, come on, I'll think about it, without privacy. Come on. There is no intimacy without privacy. Get into your closets. I want to provoke every one of us here and around the world. Find that place. Find that secret place in God. Get into your closet and shut the door. We know way too many Christians who are burnt out, drained, upset, disappointed, discouraged, and just barely getting along. But this church, this ought not to be so. We can get into his presence. Now, if we only had Psalm 1611, that would be enough. In his presence is fullness. Thank you. We've got joy. We've got strength. So we want to make it a habit, if you haven't already, I think most of you in here already have this habit, but we want to follow what Jesus did. The Bible says Jesus often withdrew to a desolate and a lonely place. Boy, if Jesus had to to withdraw to be alone with the Father, how much more? We must withdraw to a desolate place, a place where, come on now, the electronics are turned off, the TV's turned off. I mean, if you like soft music, I wanted soft music on tonight. Hallelujah. But it's something that helps us to point our eyes to Jesus and realize who he is and whose we are. A prayer closet is a location where Christians go alone in privacy. I just can't emphasize privacy enough. It's a personal relationship with you and the Lord. And we can spend a well-needed prayer time with the Lord. Remember that, um, that old hymn, Sweet Hour of Prayers, Sweet Hour of Prayer? I don't know the rest of the words, but, but we, we need it desperately. We need time with him. We need time to just sit. Sure, we put our requests before him. Make your requests known unto God. But then we listen. We love him. We adore him. We worship him. We tell him how wonderful he is. Begin to thank him. Thank him that your prayers are already answered. Thank him that he's moving by his spirit. Thank him that he's moving by his power. In the closet, we can focus on all the blessings the Lord has given us. In the closet, we can review the promises that have been fulfilled. 
Are you keeping a list? Are you checking it twice? Writing down what God has done for you. Thanking the Lord that he's faithful. One of his names is faithful and true. Can we all say faithful and true? He is faithful and true. Now, the definition of the closet in the Greek is just going to blow you away. It blew, it blew me away. I did not know all the definitions of the closet. Some of them we know. A closet is an inner chamber. It's a store chamber. But this is the one that really got me. Oh, my Lord. The closet is a storehouse. What a wonderful, wonderful God. He said, go into your closet, shut the door, and come on to my storehouse. We have everything we need. We lack nothing. He's empowered us. He's filled us with his spirit. He's given us eternal life. He's written our names in the Lamb's Book of Life. Many of us have received miracle healings in our body. We've been delivered. We've been set free. The blood of Jesus has covered us. So the, the closet is a storehouse, a granary, an inner chamber, also called a barn and a treasury. What's not to like? Amen. So we want to go into our closet, go into that granary. Let's get into that storehouse and make our request known unto God and then begin to thank him. Listen to his voice. Every one of us, every one of you, in the sound of my voice, hear the voice of the Lord. You hear the voice of the Lord. Because Jesus said you do. His, my sheep hear my voice. And you'll hear him speak. This is the way walk ye in it. He'll give you a proceeding word. And I've received so much encouragement by going to the closet. Maybe I go in with a worry. Maybe I go in with a burden or a care. Maybe I go in discouraged or concerned about a loved one. But when I go into the closet, I meet with Jesus. And he gives a promise of fulfillment for every need that I come in with. If it's someone sick, he says, by, by my stripes, they're healed. If someone's sad, he says, I've given them joy, unspeakable, full of glory. I mean, you know, we could go on and on. Whatever the need is, the promise is greater. Thank you, Lord. What is it that we need? Go into your closet. Go into that watering hole. Are you dry? Are you parched? Do you need some flowers to grow in your garden? Go into where there's springs of living water. He says, he says he's going to give us water that we're never going to thirst again. We all have soul thirst, but when we get into that closet, into that secret place, under the shadow of the Almighty, there's that secret place in God. And just settle down and be still. Know that I am God. Everything about God is a calm God. He calms our soul. He calms our mind. And when we go into that, that uh, closet, it can be like going into a spiritual hospital. And the great physician is there to meet with us and to touch us. Jesus needs us. He needs our relationship. We need him, but he loves to meet with you. Oh, there's so many uh, scriptures that talk about that when he set things up and he says, I want to come and commune with you. God wants to commune with us. Come to me, everyone who's weary. He says, I'm going to fill you up. I'm going to revive you. I believe that even tonight there's some reviving taking place. He recharges us. He sets us on fire like the song we sang tonight. 
and he delivers us, and he lifts all of our anxieties. Isn't that amazing that the Bible actually says that we are not to worry about anything? I love being reminded of that. Don't worry about anything, but what? But pray. Just pray about it. Uh, Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and with a thankful heart. Um, I am going to not have it up on the thing here, the next one. You don't have to put it up there because I'm just going to breeze through it. But I just want to talk about a couple perks that happen when you go into the closet. It's Psalm 1, verse 1 and 3. It says, when you go into your closet, you're going to receive wise counsel. Most recently, I'm thankful for the words of wisdom that the Lord is giving in the prayer closet. Because then, <laughs> once that takes place, you, you get a word from God. Usually it's when you're reading your Bible or you hear a still, small voice. You can go out the rest of your day and you know whatever it is going on, this or that, it's all taken care of. Because you knew ahead of time. You went into the closet and you heard from the Lord. Blessed is that man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, doesn't stand in the way of sinners, doesn't sit in the seat of the scornful. But go into your closet, delight in the word. His delight, verse 2, is in the law of the Lord. In his law, he meditates. Do you find yourself doing that? Meditating on the law of the Lord, the word of God, day and night? Amen. Certainly we do. We hear his voice. We, we love his voice. And he always gives a word for us to walk on. To Peter, he just said one word. What did he say? Come. And we can walk on that word. And then verse 3 is, go in your closet and be refreshed. You're going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I want to say this prophetically tonight. You're bringing forth fruit in your season. I declare tonight that your leaf is not withering. And I declare that tonight everything that you're touching is prospering. Just go ahead and look at your hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your word says everything we touch is prospering. Think of all the people that we've touched. Thank you, Lord. You say we lay hands on the sick and they recover. Thank you, Lord, for your word that we get revived, we get recharged, that we get encouraged because you're an up God. You always lift us up. Thank you, Lord, for perking us up tonight. Thank you, Lord, for lifting us up into heavenly places. Um, I'd like to show that photo of the, the closet that I sent to you. So in our home in Sioux Falls, I was able to put together, it's really small, but this is actually a closet um, in our spare bedroom, and it's a closed closet. You can maybe see the, you know, up where the hang clothes. But anyway, um, I'm so happy and grateful to the Lord for this spot. And <laughs> and um, it's tiny, you know, that door is kind of a little bit, my chair will fit there so I can sit or I can sit. And um, I had a desk when we moved to Sioux Falls that I, Dave knows I planned for months. So I'm going to put this desk in there. And so we get there and it was like one inch too big. And so I was like, oh, oh. So, but I kept a good attitude with God's help. Amen. And so we put that desk in across in another spot. And, but anyway, then my twin brother, um, he is 
such a generous man, and he sent me some cash, and I bought that little desk for $60. Oh, you can point. I don't see the pointer. Oh, okay. (laughs) Excuse me just a second. You point to it, honey. Okay, so there's a desk, and and um, it's one of those desks where you, you know, it comes in a box, and you put it all together. One of those kind of desks. And God graced me, and I was able to put the nuts and the bolts in the right places and put it in there, and it fit. Hallelujah. Go into your closet and shut the door. And then the chair was from my daughter. And so um, this is just an example of this is a closet. For me, and it's a yeah. I get alone. You can close the door. If you want to be soft, you can be soft. If you want to be loud, for some people, you know, you might not have that that setting where you can be loud. But there is a way. God will make a way where it seems there is no way. We want to pray without ceasing. I was going to give some natural comparisons of the natural closet and the spiritual closet, but I'm going to uh, skip over that. I. I will say that when we go into our natural closet, we usually just, well, I don't usually drag Dave with me and go, honey, what should I wear today? <laughs> I mean, maybe once in a while you might say, do you think I should wear this? But, you know, you usually go to your closet alone, don't you? And you make a decision what you're going to wear. Now, tonight, whatever the temperature is here, we wear really warm clothes tonight. For those of you in India, we got hats, scarves, sweaters, and boots. So we dress appropriately. In the spirit, we want to do the same thing. We want to have on that garment of praise. Everyone looks great in their garment of praise. Everyone looks great when you have on your helmet of salvation. You have your sword of the spirit. You have in your breastplate of righteousness. And, of course, wear your gospel shoes everywhere you go. So we're blessed when we get into our closet and we lack for nothing. The Lord is our shepherd. Say it with me. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So is a prayer closet something you can see yourself creating or maybe even improving that special place where you want to go? Maybe it's a a chair by the sunshine. (laughs) That's always nice. But if you don't have a prayer closet, I just want to encourage everyone tonight to think about it and Uh, Beyond that, beyond where that is, that spot, that location, go into your closet every day. Get into your closet, close the door, and meet with the Lord because he changes us from glory to glory. We need that private place to meet with Jesus, and we come out and we're renewed. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Thank you, Lord. We're clothed with his beauty. Let the beauty of the Lord be upon us and take time with the Holy Spirit. Let's pray together. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for this group of people tonight. Thank you, Lord, for their love for you, their desire to meet with you. Thank you, Lord. They love getting away and spending time with you, even if it's for 10 minutes, just to be with you daily where they can be recharged and revived Thank you, Lord, for a renewal tonight in every one of our lives. 
Lord, that we're not the same. You've made us brand new. Thank you, Lord. Now, even tonight, as we're in, so to speak, we're in a public closet with you. We thank you, Lord, that we can cast all of our care on you because you care for us. We give you every concern. We give you every burden. And we thank you, Lord, in advance that you've heard our prayers. We thank you for the answers. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing on these mighty warriors. Thank you, Lord, on these saints. Thank you, Lord, that they go from victory to victory. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that they're encouraged in their faith. Thank you, Lord, that even in the next few days that you show them, Lord, a token for good. Show them a sign for good, that they'll be encouraged in their God, built up in their faith, and that they're never the same after being in a meeting place with you. Thank you, Lord, for giving us instruction that you told us that we can go into our closet, and when we pray, we can close out everything else and look at you face to face. Behold the beauty of our God. Look into your eyes of love and be used that we carry your glory. Now, everywhere we go in Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. Amen. We give you glory, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.